I'm Rev. Nicole Riley, and welcome to the Clergy Wellness Podcast. This is Season 1, Episode 11, Increasing Your Happiness Right Where You Are At. Today we'll also look at the Wellness Practice of the Week, what is making this week good, and a mindfulness meditation. Let's go ahead and jump right in. So, is your life a little less than perfect right now? Maybe your church is struggling. Maybe your kids aren't feeling great about the new school year. Maybe your COVID 20 pounds has grown to 30. Maybe your friendships aren't where you wish they'd be. Maybe you had thought everything was going to be going better than it actually is. Well, welcome to real life. If we want to increase our happiness, we usually think the way to do it is to change life's circumstances. So, you'd need a better church, or you'd need more time for exercise, or you'd need kids who would adapt better, or whatever it is. You'd need some new circumstances, and that would fix things. Honestly, There are times when a change of circumstances is exactly the answer. If you're in an abusive situation, if you've worked to fix things over the years and things haven't moved, there's all kinds of reasons where a change of circumstances is a good idea. But oftentimes we cannot change out our kids for other kids or get a whole new group of friends or a spouse or even get a new church. You probably have found this out already. It's actually pretty common for people to get out of a relationship only to find out that in the very next one, they're finding the same issues. Or in the case of clergy, you move from one church to another, finding that while the names have changed, the problems are about exactly the same. Sound familiar? At my most recent church, there was one woman who loved to send me emails complaining about various things. She sent them about every other month, and then she started sending them more often. Fortunately, she did stop around COVID time and didn't really pick it up too much once we came back, but it bothered me. And I was talking to the staff about it and trying to get a context for her and just learning about this is kind of just how she was. And as we were talking about it, I started to remember that I had somebody like this at my last church. And if my memory could be trusted, I actually had someone like this at every single church that I had served. So when our conversation came around to the hope that maybe she would just move on if she was aggravated enough, I shared that even if she did, chances were excellent. Another person in the congregation would just take her place. The challenge wasn't her, because it was always going to be someone. The challenge was, how were we going to manage our own thoughts about her? More on that in a minute. So in general, life teaches us that we often have to work with the relationships that we already have the kids we already got, the body we already have, 
and even the church that we are appointed to. So how do we do that? Well, first, I think what we usually end up doing is we just make some kind of default decision that this is how it is and it isn't so great, but what can you do? You know, my church is troubled and now I'm troubled because of that and it is what it is. Or my weight is up and I just look terrible and so I'm just going to turn off the Zoom camera. Or my spouse doesn't prioritize our time together and I guess that's just the reality. Now, there's nothing wrong with thinking and feeling this way because I think it's actually pretty human. And I have felt this way hundreds of times. And I'm thinking, maybe you have too. But what I want to offer you is there is another way. And we'll call it managing your thoughts or managing your own mind. Now, what does that mean when we talk about that? Well, you already have examples of it. There have certainly been a time where you were stuck in traffic and you thought to yourself, ah, it's no big deal. I'll get there when I get there. And there's probably been other times when you were stuck in traffic and you thought, I am going to lose my mind. Now, this is because some days your mind is more managed than other days. You might chalk it up to the fact you got more sleep or you had that second cup of coffee. But the traffic on some days just doesn't bother you. But the difference between those two reactions are actually the thoughts that you are thinking Now, these might be conscious thoughts, like in the case of the traffic, thoughts like, I knew I should have left earlier, or why are there so many cars on the road when the gas prices are so high, or I have enough time, even if I'm late, it'll be okay. Or you may have unconscious thoughts. These often occur in situations that we're in often, and they're just kind of a script that runs in the background of our mind. For example, If you've been trying to lose weight or exercise more, do something to make your life healthier, the thoughts in the background that may run are, see, I told you you wouldn't follow through, or once again, you've blown it. To hear these thoughts, or really to hear any thoughts that run on default, meaning what we don't consciously think, we have to become more aware of what it is we are thinking. Now, let's be clear. This isn't about pretending we feel differently or slapping on some positive thinking because that will never cause you to grow in your wellness. What I am thinking here is inviting you to become more aware of the thoughts that run in your head on default so that you can learn how to manage them. Because the truth is your circumstances aren't what are making you happy or unhappy. It is your thoughts about your circumstances. Here's what I mean. I'm having a birthday this week. And for the last couple weeks, I have had two thoughts about this. One is, it's great to have a birthday because I sure love getting some gifts. (laughs) The other is, I hate having birthdays. So all week I've gone back and forth between both of those thoughts and the feelings that they then engender in me. The birthday isn't good or bad. What makes it good or bad is my thinking about it. So then today I met with my oncologist and he thinks that we may have to try some new treatment for what I'm dealing with this rare blood cancer I have. 
And after I processed some of what he was talking about, I realized that now I had a third thought and feeling about my birthday. I felt grateful for having a birthday. And I saw it as a gift of life and as precious. The fact of the birthday did not change, but my thoughts and my feelings sure did. We all do this. And becoming aware of our thoughts enables us to become more conscious and to choose thoughts that will help us grow our happiness. Our thoughts are just that. They are thoughts. We often think of them as truths, but they are not. They are thoughts and thoughts come and go. And as someone once said, don't believe everything you think. So we want to become not only more mindful, but more mindful specifically of our thoughts so that we learn to see what it is we are thinking. And then we can ask ourselves, is this what we want to be thinking? Is this what we want to use our brain power on? So feel what you feel. Become aware of what thoughts you are having that are driving your feelings and see if you might think something else. Something that is equally true, but that actually serves you better. Back to my birthday illustration. (laughs) So I felt happy to have a birthday and sad to be getting older. And I saw that my sadness was driven by a couple thoughts about aging. Things like aging is hard and sad. And as you age, more of your life is behind you than ahead of you. And how is it I have both pimples and wrinkles? Life is so unfair. (laughs) Whatever the thoughts are, there they are. And the results of the thoughts I was having was that I was feeling depressed about my birthday and that led me to not do anything special for myself. And as a result, if I hadn't noticed all this and got involved, I probably would have had a crappy birthday. So these thoughts about aging weren't serving me. But they had become like a groove in a dirt road after a rain. And it was hard to think of something new. Those thoughts felt like the truth of aging. But are they? Are there other thoughts that are equally true that I might entertain instead? Of course there are. There are thoughts like, I am older and I sure am wiser. And the past has been wonderful, and I look forward to all that's to come. And I can care for my body as it is, and age as best I can. Becoming aware of the thoughts that I was thinking enabled me to ask myself, are those the thoughts that are producing the results that I want in my life? Do I want to fear aging? Do I want to give up on myself as I age? and stop working to become healthier? These are great questions, and great questions lead to a better life. So, back to increasing your happiness right where you're at, challenges and all. So not changing your circumstances, but looking at your own mind and what you might do. So first, think of this. To work with your thoughts, first accept your emotions. Life is 50-50, meaning... 
50% of the time you're going to think positive things and 50% of the time you're going to think negative things. And that's just how life is. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with you or your life. And really, sometimes we want to feel bad or sad or upset. Because there's a lot of things in life that we want to feel that way or about, just like there's things we want to feel happy about. And anyway, pushing away and pretending that we don't have these things in our feelings, in our life, doesn't create wellness and compassion. So leave room for all your feelings. Second, look for a situation this week, whether at church or in your personal life, to listen to your thought process and see If you've got some habitually negative thoughts that might not be serving you anymore, just notice them and see how they are not the truth and that you do not have to believe them if they don't serve you. And third, look at where you want to direct your mind instead. Imagine that your brain is kind of like your employee and direct it to find solutions to come up with new ideas or whatever it is that would be helpful to you. And last, ask yourself some helpful questions. I like, what simple thing can I do to feel happy today? It's amazing how we just go through the day doing the things and never say, what would make me happy? And maybe what would make you happy is just pausing for five minutes to look at the garden. Another good question is, how can I contribute to creating God's kingdom in and around me? Now, this is what Jesus was all about, bringing us the kingdom. How can we be part of it this week? And what do I love right now? And how do I get more of that? (laughs) Right? What do you love right now? And how do you get more of that in your life? Those are great questions to ask your brain. And to ask your brain to get busy on creating things related to those things instead of being stuck in a rut of negativity. This is important work. And I know when I started listening to my brain, I was shocked at how stuck in unhelpful grooves it was. I actually got a lot of help from coaching. I've been seeing a coach since 2001 and it's really helped me become aware of my brain and my patterns and to make some better decisions for my life so that I could be happier. So take a next step to grow your happiness and your wellness right where you are. wellness practice of the week. This is where I share something that you can do this week to increase your wellness. And one of my favorite wellness practices is asking myself good questions. I actually learned about this many years ago when I worked with a church that was always asking the most horrible questions like, why are we dying as a church? And why are all the families leaving us to go to the church where the youth group has a rock climbing wall? And why are these other churches stealing all our people? (laughs) In the midst of dealing with this church, I read a great article that helped me because it spoke about the power of questions and that when we ask horrible questions, we actually feel more like victims 
we feel more like there's nothing we can do and we stay stuck. So here are some of my favorite questions to ask. I actually have a huge list. I'm always adding to my list. So if you email me, I'll put my email address in the show notes. I'll send you my list of questions. Here's a couple. Number one, what am I struggling against that I can simply just release? What am I struggling against that I can simply just release? release. Number two, what deep needs do I have that aren't getting met? What deep needs do I have that aren't getting met? Number three, where am I holding back forgiveness? Where am I holding back forgiveness? Number four, where am I making my life more complicated or difficult than it has to be? Where am I making my life more complicated or difficult than it has to be? And the last one, number five, if I were to die tomorrow, what would I regret not doing? If I were to die tomorrow, what would I regret not doing? So, find a question that helps you live more deeply, for questions can grow our wellness. What's making this week good? This is the part of the episode where I talk about what I'm enjoying with the hope that you will notice something good in your week too. And mine is very superficial this week. (laughs) This week, I bought some new summer sandals. I put it off forever because I really don't like shopping. And then I just thought, I could get one on Amazon. That would work for me. So summer's almost over, but I bought some nice white sandals. And uh, Amazon can be weird for shoes because you just don't know, but they fit great. They look great. They're so comfortable and they make me feel like summer might just last forever. So sandals are what are making this week good. Mindfulness meditation. I invite you to take a deep breath to just be with yourself in a way that is compassionate and caring for yourself, a way that turns your attention toward your goodness, for you are God's beloved, and you were created in the image and likeness of God. And so I'm going to read from Psalm 51. And I invite you just to listen to these words, breathing them in, letting them give you some hope and some life today as you drive or garden or look around or clean the house or whatever you're doing. So Psalm 51. Create in me a clean heart, O God. 
and put a new and a right spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain in me a willing spirit. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain in me a willing spirit. Remember these words, my friends, and may they give you life. Thanks for listening. I appreciate you. I invite you to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It's really exciting to see the podcast grow. We're getting around 50 downloads each week. And so I would love it if you would share it with your clergy friends and connections um, and just let them know this is a resource to encourage them during the week. I also invite you to follow me on Instagram and on Facebook. We do uh, some uplifting posts throughout the week that will remind you um, to take care of yourself and your own wellness. And if you're interested in learning about coaching with me, I do uh, clergy coaching and life coaching, and I also work with churches on helping them. I also do social social media management. That's always a mouthful to say. You'll find out more at NicoleRiley.com. And my book, Expanding the Expedition Through Digital Ministry, is at Amazon. I just did a class on my book last week, and you can find that class. Um, You can actually still attend it, even though it happened, at clergycoaching.com. And today I invite you to make the important choice to embrace a life of wellness. See you next week.